Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Teravinen turns to buy time. Back to Tony D'Angelo. Trocek in front of the net. Oh, look, one-timer! Oh! An assassinating shot! Carolina needed to get out of the gate quickly. And one of their all-stars does exactly that. Finds a soft spot. And just a blast. Timing that slide. Attacking the puck carrier. Catch the cut to Trocek! Oh, wow, what a play! Tic-tac-toe delight! Off of an offensive zone faceoff. And Carolina has the lead. Time this afternoon. Yeah, I talked, to him. Team. I talked to him this morning. I mean, he's still hoping it. An NHL team. Oh, Svechnikov felt that hit coming. Wow, was that strength. Canes have numbers. Here's Natchez. Natchez makes the pass. An absolute bar down on his birthday to beat Demko on the glove side. Spectacular goal. What a hit that Svechnikov took in his own blue line. Uh, with a shot. Blocker saved from Demko. Oh, with the shot. Oh, what a second save! Big save, Anderson! In homage to Hall of Famer Pat Foley. What a stick save there. Effort from Anderson. Last call for Vancouver. Blocked in front from Niederreiter. The Carolina Hurricanes, will the thrill, Willis, will have a convincing Saturday afternoon 4-1 win against a quality opponent. Heck of a victory, Shane. I'll tell you what, it was everything I hoped for and then some to be with you, big guy. Well, buddy, you and I love to hang out, and it's been no better place to hang out with you this afternoon to listen to your call of what we saw here today from the Carolina Hurricanes and a dominant performance as a team. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold. Presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I'm Adam Gold, and that's more like it, don't you know? Canes 4, Vancouver 1. Hurricanes snap their losing streak at 2. Although the first of the two losses... Did carry in overtime, so the Hurricanes got a point. Coming off the 6-0 shutout loss to Columbus, Carolina needed three things. They needed a solid game, a simple game, and a smart game. They got all three. Uh, they also got a physical game. We'll talk about all those things uh, as we move through this. Alec Campbell is back. He will join us in just a few minutes. Uh, we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, if it's for the exterior of your home. Siding, roofing, windows, entry doors, storm doors, bay windows, bow windows. We got it all. Aluminumcompany.com online for a free no obligation estimate. Check out Sammy Hanna and his crew. They do a great job. Uh, All right. Right from the first shift, this game looked better. First shift, Jordan Stahl, Steve Lorenz, and Jesper Faust paired together. uh, And they absolutely dominated the first minute or so of the game, had the first scoring chance of the game with a stall pass to 
Jesper Faust right in front. Uh, Thatcher Demko made a very good save. Oh, got his, he's a big guy. He plays big. Faust hit him in the uh, blocker side shoulder. Uh, didn't go, but it was a great chance, and that shift set the tone, I believe, for the game, uh, which is why I thought uh, Jordan Stahl played a really good game, Jesper Foss played a really good game, and Steve Lawrence played a very good game. So that line, it, for my money, was Carolina's best, but it started right off the bat. Before we go any further, Jordan Martinuk drew back in, first game since December 2nd. So like six weeks without seeing Jordan Martinuk in the lineup. Uh, They have needed his point A to point B kind of attitude. And I do believe that Martinuk, who played, didn't play a ton. I think he played 12 minutes. Uh, But I do think we'll see a lot more of Martinuk going forward. And I believe he'll stay in the lineup. There's no reason to pull Martinuk out of the lineup. There's true. The truth is, there's really no reason to pull anybody out of the lineup. Everybody, like Derek Stepan, did not play today. Derek Stepan didn't not deserve to play. <laughs> uh, he's not a healthy scratch because he's playing poorly. Uh, you could only dress twelve foot. Well, you could dress thirteen forwards, but then you can't dress. You know, you understand what I'm talking about. You can only dress 12 forwards. So somebody's got to come out of the lineup. And, it, and today, uh, it happened to be Derek Stepan. Who knows who might come out of the lineup next? My guess it'll be Stepan for a short period of time. And then Rod Brendamore will get Stepan back in. There'll probably be another injury at some point or another COVID situation. Uh, and, and Derek Stepan will draw back into the lineup. But he mentioned that Carolina needed to play a solid game, a simple game, a smart game, and they did all of those things. And you knew that Carolina was going to be more buttoned down. I thought they would play a little bit more of a defensive style, and I actually think they did. Uh, There was not a ton of, like Carolina didn't have bananas amounts of scoring chances. I know analytically the game looked even. I thought after the first period, Carolina was dominant, and then the uh, third period, once Carolina made it 4-1, I think they kind of just... Uh, sat back just a little bit, but the uh, you know first period I thought was kind of even. I think Carolina had a little bit of an advantage, but second period I thought Carolina was much better. Uh, the analytics might not. I think again, I, sometimes I think the analy- analytics are a little bit misleading. Uh, Carolina was the better team in really all periods. Uh, third, again, it doesn't look like it was, but I just thought Carolina was very solid tonight. That which is exactly what they had to be all right let's we're not going to spend a ton of time here because alec campbell is going to join us in just a couple of minutes so let's start going through the goals uh and uh we'll we will add little bits and pieces uh, as we go it started carolina gets a power play actually they had already killed off a power play penalty kill is good just just in case you were wondering five for five against vancouver 35 killed in a row Ninety and a half percent now on the season and best in the NHL. Ninety and a half percent. It's good. This just in. All right, Sebastian Ajo. You know what he had not done in five games? Sebastian Ajo had not scored a goal. Carolina's on the power play. And Tony D'Angelo and Tavo Teravinen uh, play a little catch with the puck. And then Sebastian steps in. Teravinen turns to buy time. Back to Tony D'Angelo. Trocek in front of the net. Oh, low one-timer, Ajo! An assassinating shot! Carolina! 
exactly that. Finds a soft spot and just a blast. It was. It was an absolute rocket, and Ajo was ready for it. Uh, Teravainen and D'Angelo passed the puck back and forth a couple of times. D'Angelo gets it back to Teravainen, who did not waste any time. Ajo had already, already opened up his hips and had the stick back cocked. And there comes the pass right in the wheelhouse. And Sebastian just ripped it far side uh, inside the post. And it's one nothing at 8-17. Bo Horvat would score... By the way, it was the first goal first goal in five games for Ajo. He had not scored since before his COVID shutdown in Edmonton. He had back-to-back games where he scored two goals, first Calgary, then Edmonton, uh, but he had not scored since then. It's kind of amazing, right? You don't, don't, don't really expect it. He had been piling up assists, but no goals. Uh, anyway, at, uh, about five minutes later, Bo Horvat, in transition, made it 1-1. Um, it was really uh, a play that began in the Hurricanes' offensive zone. Natchez and uh, Shea combining on a mistake. It, it, it's, to me, it's more bad luck, and maybe it's Brady Shea's fault more than Martin Natchez's fault. Natchez tried to pass the puck back to Shea at the blue line. Uh, it handcuffed Shea, and then uh, Vancouver gets out in transition. I didn't think it was great from Brett Pesci. He sort of was backing off, and he left... Uh, Horvat some room, but really the goal should have been stopped. I think it's one Anderson's going to look at on film and go, probably should have had that. Anyway, one one after uh, after one period for Horvat was the seventh goal in thirteen games against the Hurricanes in his career. So we go to the second, and we don't waste any time at all. Vincent Trocheck has an offensive zone faceoff to the right of Thatcher Demko. He doesn't win the faceoff. But it does in front of Demko there, timing that slide, attacking the puck carrier. Spencer comes to Trocek. Oh, wow, what a play. Tic-tac-toe delight. Off of an offensive zone faceoff, and Carolina has the lead for the second time this afternoon. Trocek lost the faceoff, but Aho, Aho, uh, Svechnikov and Natchez pursued the puck. Svetch wins a little battle. I think he knocks the puck forward back behind the net. Natchez gets to it. A little back tap to Andre, who one times a pass to Trocek in front, who just buries it. First goal in seven games for Trocek, his eighth of the season. One minute, two seconds in. Carolina has a 2-1 lead about three and a half minutes later. Uh, Andre Svechnikov with one of my favorite plays of the entire year, and Martin Natchez cashed it in. Yeah, I talked, to him, team. I talked to him this morning. I mean, he's still hoping it. An NHL team. Oh, Svechnikov felt that hit coming. Wow, was that strength? Canes have numbers. Here's Natchez. Natchez makes the pass. An absolute bar down on his birthday to beat Demko on the glove side. Spectacular goal. What a hit that Svechnikov took in his own blue line. The rally towels are out. And Andre Svechnikov, you talk about sheer strength and power. He was completely lined up. He fights off the hit. He gets it to Marty Natchez, who has speed and trip. Elite level goes bar down every place. And I store all those cookies we eat together now. Marty Natchez. It was, uh, it was an impressive goal, but the most impressive part of that play was that Andrei Svechnikov really avoided the better part of a Brad Hunt shot. It was right at the, uh, at the defensive blue line for Carolina, 
and it was maybe just outside the line. And Hunt lined him up. The play started in the corner to the right of Anderson. And Trocek is coming out with the puck. He passes it up. Uh, and Svechnikov is taking the puck. And, I, like, if Andre's head doesn't come up, uh, if it comes up a split second later, then Brad Hunt just absolutely levels Svetch. But he had enough, enough time to just avoid the brunt of it. He still got hit, and he still went to the ice, but he bounced right back up. Natchez gets the puck. They're coming in three-on-one. I think Brendan Smith was the furthest on the left at that play. Um, if it was, wasn't Smith, it might have been D'Angelo, might have been uh, Ian Cole, not sure. Uh, but Andre was in the middle. Natchez on the right. Natchez just goes over the glove side shoulder, uh, off the underside of the bar. And I it actually might have hit the post, too, uh, but it was in the net. It was an absolute brilliant-looking goal. And Carolina leads it 3-1, and it's, what, less than five minutes into the period. First goal in eight games for Natchez. First goal since December the 12th for Martin. And happy 23rd birthday. No more scoring the rest of the second. Steven Lawrence makes it 4-1, 4-0-9 into the third uh, with a... Just an absolute dandy. Uh, Pesci with a shot. Blocker saved from depth. Oh! What a chip from Lawrence! In a boat! Has been dominant all night long. We talk about doing it right, and they should be rewarded, and now they are. Jordan Stahl, Jesper Foss doing the board work. Steven Lawrence on the forecheck, and then it's a simple shot by Brady Shea. But Steven Lawrence, after doing some work down low, gets to the front, and what a tip by the youngster. This line has been so good. Yeah, that that was the best line of the of the uh, of the game for Carolina. And frankly, as good as the Trocheck Natchez Svechnikov line was, and they combined for, I think they combined for six points tonight. Uh, Trocheck with the goal, Natchez with the goal. Uh, Andre uh, had two assists. Trocheck and Natchez each had one. Um, I thought the best line was Stahl, Fost, and Lawrence. And much like the game on New Year's Day where Andre Svechnikov was the best player but didn't have a goal and deserved one and got an empty netter, well, this line deserved to be on the ice for a goal. And Lawrence with an absolute brilliant, brilliant tip. Uh, Brady, uh, rather, Brett Pesci with the initial shot from the from the right point. Uh, Shea chases down the rebound uh, toward the wall. Uh, on the outside of the lower part of the left faceoff circle, uh, and he shoots it. It was it was going to be just off the net to the left, but uh, just a brilliant, brilliant tip by Lawrence, and it goes through. Thatcher Demko can't believe it scored, uh, but all of a sudden it's well, not all of it's four one, and that's the way the game ended. Let's go through a couple of quick things, then we'll get to Alec Campbell. First of all. Um, Brendan Smith drawing draws back in the lineup because Jacob Slavin is out. Smith was awesome tonight. I thought best game of the, in my opinion, best game of the year. Uh, he has scored goals before, but I thought he was great tonight. Uh, 10, it played uh, 18 minutes and three seconds he had four hits. Uh, and I think all of his plays, all of the, all of the hits, he was just a very noticeably good player tonight. Jordan Stahl did not get one of my stars, but I probably should have given him one. He had four shots on goal, eight attempts, four hits. 
He had four high danger chances by himself. I think we should all just assume he's not going to score any goals. But if he plays like he played tonight, Carolina is going to win most of their remaining games. He was just very, very good tonight. Really, really good. That line was great, uh, but he was a driving force behind it. Vincent Trocek, five hits, played 1834. Uh, Carolina, by the way, got smoked in the faceoff circle. I mean, whipped like 62 to 38%, roughly like that. They never lose like that in the faceoff circle, but they got torched in the circle today. Uh, Svechnikov only played 1425 because there were five power plays to kill. He only had two shots on goal, but he had six hits, and he was all over the place. I thought he was their best player, uh, and he got my uh, he got my first star. I think Andre was the best player tonight for uh, for my money. Um, Canes had thirty six hits as a team. They were very physical tonight, and of course, the penalty kill has been absolutely amazing. My three stars were Brendan Smith third, Stephen Lawrence the second star. Andrei Svechnikov, the first. Yes, I know Natchez had a goal and an assist. So did Trocek. And I know the, the in-house stars had it, I think, Trocek, um, Svechnikov, Natchez. They, they, they all played great. I mean, I'm not going to argue that they didn't deserve a star. There were a lot of guys who deserved stars. But I went a little indie bandish today. Uh, Smith, who, again, I thought was very impactful uh, for the... Honestly, playing 18 minutes for Brendan Smith, that's a lot. Uh, and I thought Lawrence was maybe not the best part. I think Stahl was probably the best part, but Lawrence scored a goal. Just it, that line needed to be represented on the three stars because they were a difference maker. They were just awesome all night long. Uh, so good win for Carolina. Now they get a chance to go to Boston and see what they could do with the Bruins, who I believe are absolutely scorching hot. And Brad Marchand is going to make everybody pay for not even uh, allowing him to be, uh, I think, the last man in. He's not even, you can't even vote for Marchand. He, he's just amazing. What a great player. Uh, but Boston is playing really well. I'm not sure we'll remember how to do this. Let's see. It's Alec Campbell, host of Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, Hurricanes Radio Network. How have you been? I am well. <laughs> I am. I am. Uh, I am tired. <laughs> I am uh, in the. I'm in the newborn black hole. Yep. So I'm not entirely sure what day it is. It's really a miracle that I actually was on time for today's game <laughs> because I've just been basically, you know, not a member, not a real functioning member of society seemingly but i am good man glad to be back it is uh, do i have to catch you up on anything yeah dude i <laughs> i have no idea what's going on i really don't like in turn i mean i i have watched games i watched um you know most of the games while right. i was uh, while i was out but you know i i had my parents were here for a couple days and we were watching it all together. So in terms of like real detail, you know, and anything, you know, that I remember significantly from right. stuff, it's, it's foggy. I'll tell you that the first four games, cause you haven't, uh, you haven't done a game since before the holidays, right? 
Correct. I the last game I did. I mean, the, the last day I worked was December the twenty second, and I can't remember yeah, what the, happened. Well, the last game was the Kings game uh, on the okay. uh, on the eighteenth with you know part of uh, of an AHL roster. So uh, right. w- what I'll tell you is that the first four games since Christmas, Montreal, uh, Columbus on New Year's Day, which. We all saw, which was bananas. Uh, and then the two after, the one with Calgary, and then uh, the overtime loss to Florida. Um, I'll use the peach emoji for those games. <laughs> that's to me, that's what Carolina was. Uh, they were the peach emoji. They beat Montreal okay. because Montreal didn't even have an NHL lineup. I mean, it wasn't even close. They had some players, but ultimately they were dressing minor leaguers. Columbus completely cratered. Carolina was actually pretty good offensively in that game, but Columbus completely cratered after getting a 4-1, four-goal lead once Carolina stopped giving them odd man rushes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they win both of those games. They beat Calgary because Dan Vladar, who plays for the, who's, who was in goal for the Flames, was terrible. He was on a back-to-back. Uh, that Markstrom wasn't ready to go, couldn't play, he was hurt or sick or something. He couldn't play. Vladar wasn't very good. Carolina was eh at best. Uh, but they had the better goaltender. Uh, and then the next night against Florida, Freddie Anderson couldn't go in a back-to-back. Alex Lyon plays. He allows a soft goal, but frankly, Carolina wasn't very good at all. Uh, they lose in overtime because they were a puck management uh, absolute mess. The game-winning goal was created when Brady Shea gave the puck to Anthony Duclair in the neutral zone. Here, you take it. Um, and then the the game against uh, Columbus on Thursday that was the poop emoji. Yeah. So th- you are now caught up. They have, they, I don't know. I, I assume that you agree that they played a good game today, but I'll let you take it from there. Uh, what did you think about today's effort? I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was a, I thought it was a solid win. I mean, I, I didn't think there was a ton spectacular about it necessarily, but I thought it was good. I mean, I didn't really, I didn't get to watch the game against Columbus the other night because it was on ESPN plus. And when I couldn't successfully mirror my phone to my television, I just gave up on it. Right. I'm not even going to lie because I wasn't <laughs> going to sit there and watch the game on my phone right. for two and a half hours. Uh, so uh, kind of, you know, just understanding what happened and, and reading and listening to stuff. You know, it sounded like it was just basically, you know, giving scoring chances away, Ugh. like Oprah gives prizes out yeah. uh, at the end of shows. So I, I, I did think they cleaned that up seemingly in this game. I mean, I, there were the first period, I thought there were a couple, um, you know, odd man rush type situations, grade A type situations. And I, I mean, you, you're going to give up a couple of those a game. Right. So I try not to get too bent out of shape until it, you know, becomes just a, a nasty pattern. Um, and, and I think at the end of the day, the numbers in terms of grade A's were, were fairly close in all situations and, yep. and even strength situations. Uh, but all in all, I mean, I, I thought they played a, a really solid game today. And I liked the middle two lines particularly. You know, we can get <laughs> yeah. to this later, but I actually – I actually think they got the, the three stars right in the building 
Uh, I'll quibble with the order of them, but uh, I, I liked what they chose. I think that was the, the catalyst line, uh, the second line, the Trocek, Natchez, Sveshnikov line. Um, and then I thought the third line, although they didn't score very much, uh, apart from the Stephen Lawrence goal, I mean, I just thought they were good. Yep. I thought they were around it. I thought they were they were creating opportunities. I thought Jordan Stahl had a good day today, even though he came away with no points. So, all in all, I mean, I think it was a, a, a solid. I don't. I, I don't even want to use the term workman because I think it was better than that. But it's somewhere between workman and spectacular. Yeah, uh, I thought Thatcher Demko actually played a pretty good game for Vancouver. He was under du- uh, a little bit of duress for a good chunk of it. Um, I loved the middle two lines, if we're numbering them. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. The Trocek with Svechnikov and Martin Natchez, that was the best Martin has played in weeks, honestly, uh, end-to-end. Uh, you know, there were still some uh, some Martin Natchez what-are-you-doing moments, but... Um, uh, for the most part, he was excellent. I loved Andre's game, but I've loved Andre's game now for about two months. Um, mm-hmm. There have been very few nights where I've gone, well, eh, Andre was bad. I mean, everybody was bad uh, Thursday, but I thought Andre was great. Uh, Trocek has been... Uh, Trocek's game has not been quite to what it was a year ago, and, and I'm not even talking about the points. He's He's scoring about what he always has in his career. You know, he's always been about a 55 to 60 point game guy, and that's basically where he is. So the, but I think his game has been, uh, last couple of games, again, uh, excluding Thursday, his game has really come around. Uh, and he, I, he was awesome, absolutely awesome today. Uh, two of those guys did not get stars from me, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. Um, I thought what coming after the Thursday game, I thought they would try to play a very simple, physical, defensive-minded game, and I think that's what we basically saw. You know, they were, I, I, Rod is sick and tired of watching three on twos, two on ones, four on mm-hmm. twos go the other way, and you knew mm-hmm. that was going to be a correction. I thought they. They did that as probably as well as they've done it in a long time. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I, I just think that, you know, the way that they play, given the fact that they want those defensemen jumping up and being so aggressive, I mean, it, it, it's, it's going to happen <laughs> from yeah. time to time. I mean, I understand there are systems in place to try to mitigate those situations, but I mean, it's you know there 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 are consequences for everything for every style that you play, and so it's hard for me to like understand the thinking of well I'm sick and tired of this but we're just gonna keep playing <laughs> playing this style. Right. I mean yeah I mean there's a, I'm sure there's a threshold you know you give away too many of them and you get frustrated by it. Um, but you know, you, you, there's the risk reward factor with it all, but I, but I agree. I mean, I think today they played a pretty sound game defensively and I, you know, so much of that is predicated on, on forward playing good defense. And I think that's really the key. You know, when those guys jump into the play, somebody has got to read it 
and cover, you know, cover on the back side, essentially. So uh, I think they did that well today. And overall, I mean, I, there, there just wasn't a lot of flop for me. You know, I didn't, I didn't, and I think simple is a good way to put it. You know, I don't think they tried to do too many crazy things. We didn't see too many, you know, stretch passes, if any. Uh, I can't, can't remember one actually that I saw. Um, you know, we didn't see any lacrosse moves. <laughs> we didn't see any Zagras attempts. Uh, whatever, whatever the kids are calling that. What is there yeah. a name for the the Zagras? The Zagras. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's called the Zagras. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't see any of that. I saw one of you my know, kids' it, youth hockey game today. Yeah, I'm sure. Kid tried it. Kid tried it in the youth hockey game today. But the uh, the receiver of the of the pass couldn't quite be Sonny Milano. Yeah. He whiffed yeah. on it. He just Turn, completely whiffed it. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out you have to have some kind of hand eye to pull that off. Yeah. Right? It was wild. Yeah. But whatever. Let them try it. Who cares? Yeah. Have fun. Right. I laughed. That's where that's where the that's where the instincts are forged, man. Just, just try everything. Sure. At that age, but anyway, there was there was nothing fancy. I don't think about the game today. Essentially, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, and uh, that's okay. I like that. Th- that's what they needed. They needed one of these. And now, I mean, to an extent, uh, the schedule gets hopefully back to normal. But they still have they have two days off before playing Boston. Then they have two days off before playing. I think the Rangers. Is it the Rangers? Uh, and then they have a back to base. Is it Rangers Devils back to back Friday, Saturday, the second game on the road? Uh, so they're still not even in a uh, in a period where they're playing four and five, you know, four and six or something like that. But uh, gosh, you know, Thursday was the fifth time they'd played in twenty six days. So hard to be good <laughs> when you don't yeah. when you're used to playing basically every other day and you play like every six days. It's impo- right. it's just impossible to be very good. Uh, so right. it was not Rod expected it. He didn't expect a lack of effort against Columbus, but uh, he didn't. He he has expected them to be. I mean, not sharp. The way I the way I viewed that was just you know you're you're going to come up with a couple of sinkers a season anyways, and at least this time we've got something to blame it on. <laughs> I mean, I feel like in a way you could almost sort of smell it coming. I mean, oh, yeah. You've, you've got this, just this, this, all these games getting postponed. You've got disjointed practice schedules. You've flown to Philadelphia for no reason. Gosh. Uh, and, and there, uh, you know, I was talking to Trip about it, and he was like, that, that was the first time when you could sense the frustration with how this season has played out over the last month or so. Um, so, you know, and then they then they didn't come back. I think they, they didn't practice Tuesday or whatever it was. Yeah, they couldn't because so, there was no place to practice. Yeah, they could. They you know they already you know in Philadelphia they already covered the ice up with the with the court. Um, so it's just like it's just such a weird, just disjointed situation that they're dealing with right now. That like I don't even I don't even really blame them. Honestly, like, no, I don't either. It's just, it's just like you know, but you you get one game to sort of drop the the level, and then you come out and you play today, physically and simply, and 
go get a W over a team that you should get a W over. Yeah, and, and a team that since the Bruce Boudreau uh, takeover was eight, eight, two, and one uh, mm-hmm. coming in. A um, couple of a uh, couple of things. Uh, you, first of all, the those two middle lines were uh, uh, were great. Um, my feeling on the goal that they allowed, I wasn't crazy about the goal they allowed. I was, I was a little, I was probably as much disappointed in the way Brett Pesci played it, maybe a little too passively, uh, yeah. as I was uh, Freddie Anderson. It looked like he just misjudged it. it looked like mm-hmm. he wh- he looked like he he whiffed with the glove more than anything else. Yeah, I think it was a little bit of a softy. It was kind of a rough start for Pesci too. I thought. Just because he had, he had the penalty um, with Horvat stuck in the shoulder and and trying to get to the net, and he, I guess he kind of had to take one, but still he got beat on the play. Yep. And then on that goal, you're right. He just you know the gap wasn't tight enough. He wasn't aggressive enough on it, but still probably a puck that should have been saved by Freddie. Um, great shot, whatever. But I mean. It really came out of nowhere. Yeah, it was it was a it was a surprisingly uh, unimpressive goal for, uh, for me. Uh, the goals, other than that, I mean, Carolina, uh, the Ajo power play goal was just an absolute howitzer uh, mm-hmm. from the high slot. Um, I loved the Natchez goal, but I think my my favorite part of the goal was Andre realizing that he was about to get lit up. Yeah. And he did just enough. Just, yeah. just enough and kept going forward. That was amazing. That to me, that was yeah. my favorite play of the entire game. Two, two things about that goal. That part from Svechnikov avoiding the open ice hit. And then the second thing for me was Nature's keeping it. Like, dude, take the shot, man. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Like <laughs> those odd man rushes, like I can almost guarantee he's going to make the pass. And he didn't, and it was a great shot. So I'm kind of glad that he got a little bit selfish on it. Yeah, you should, especially, I mean, Andre was ready for a rebound. I, I don't think Andre thought the puck was coming back anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, they, they, they had, I mean, it was basically a three-on-one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but th- those this team so often is so prone to the extra pass that they 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 overpass it at times, and I wish they would be more selfish. Nate just uh, he's not. I mean, he's a great passer, and he's a great skater. Um, but I'm just I'm glad that one of them just finally just let it rip one time. Let it go. the uh, The other goal, the Natchez leave for Svechnikov, who punched it in front to Trocheck. That was uh, that was just yeah. beautiful passing, uh, and yeah. that that looked like a team that had played Thursday. Yeah, I mean the, the the power play goal, the Angelo to to Tavo for a one touch up to Aho, and then you had uh, Natchez to um, to Spetz for a for a one touch pass to Trocheck. I mean, we we're just one touch and you know out of trouble there. <laughs> I love that. Give me your three stars, Alec Campbell. All right, so again, I had the the three stars that were in the building. I basically just gave it to the second line, um, but I actually flipped. Two players. Okay. So I had Trocek as the third star. I gave Natchez the second star, and I gave Andre the first star. Yeah, Andre was the best player in the game. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think it was close. I thought Andre was. Yeah, I mean, it, 
he had like six shots on goal. He was laying hits. Yeah. Two assists. Um, you know, he did take a penalty, but it was, you know, sort of an offsetting penalty anyway. I hated I that call. I yeah. hated that call. There was no reason to, I didn't think there was any reason to even it up. Andre delivered two clean checks where the puck to the guy who had the puck at his feet and then two guys come over and uh, and rough up Andre and, and like, we're really going to even that out? Yeah. I mean, we're, that, that, that call yeah. bothered me, but uh, I just, I loved every part of his game. Every single part of his game. Yeah. He was, yeah, I agree. And it doesn't matter because the Hurricanes kill every penalty that they take anyway. Five for five today, 35 in a row. Yeah, right. Yep. I, I think it's, it's been scared. a month since they, they've allowed a power play goal. Yes, it has been. <laughs> I think over a month. It's just, it's just, I think it's 11 games, which for them is almost two yeah. months. Um, yeah, but, I want to say it was, it was like December 7th or something when they last gave one up, I think. I can't remember. I read the note, but I forget what it was exactly. <laughs> Um, all right, my uh, my third star was Brendan Smith today. Now, okay. it's not that I believe he was the third best player in the game, but he played a lot for him. He, he played, uh, let's see, 1803. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he had important, really important moments in the game, and I thought he played actually a very good game. I, again, do I think he was the third best player in the game? No, I think the best three players in the game were probably all on that line. Um, my second star was Stephen Lawrence, because I thought that Ooh. line was great, and they set the tone. The first shift of the game, they had the puck in the offensive zone for, oh, it's, it, it seemed like 75 seconds. Uh, and they created a good scoring chance. Wasn't that uh, uh, the pass to Faust, the stall pass to Faust, yeah. right in the uh, de- the dead slot that, uh, you know, Demko made a pretty good save on. I think Faust maybe hit him in the shoulder as much as anything, but uh, they just did a. I just thought they were great all night. I was glad they got rewarded with a goal. It made it easier for me to give Stephen Lawrence the second star. I thought Lawrence was good. I think Lawrence has been good. I think he stepped up his physicality a little bit. Maybe because he mm-hmm. recognizes that if he doesn't play it with a little bit of a physical presence, he's going to come out of the lineup, and he doesn't want to. And I don't blame mm-hmm. him for not wanting to. Uh, and Andre was the uh, the first star, but uh, Tro- I felt bad not giving one to Trocheck. Felt bad not giving one to uh, Natchez. Felt bad not giving one to Jordan Stahl. Yeah, I think it was great. To yeah, him. yeah. He he was. Uh, we have, we got another recent feature in the uh, aftermath for the uh, reliable uh, jewelry, reliable player of the game. And oh. that's, uh, he, he won today's reliable player of the game award. Really? really? The, so yes. wait, hold on one second. Reliable jewelry. Yeah. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. I look, everybody knows it, I'm a big fan of uh, diamonds direct Crabtree, right? Right. But yeah. before I became a big fan of diamonds direct Crabtree, I may or may not have purchased my, uh, engagement ring from reliable jewelry. Really? Yeah. How reliable has it been? Very reliable. I'll, uh, I've known uh, Alan, the owner, for a long time. Okay, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's all Excellent. I got. <laughs> well, that's all I got. Awesome. All right. Well, they're uh, well, good for Jordan, then. I think that speaks for the award that he got. Perfect. There. 
perfect. It was a, uh, try to think, it was a one and a half carat award he got today. Nice. Good for uh, good for him. Uh, all right, sir. Well, uh, this was fun. It was nice getting reacquainted. Yeah, it, it was. I feel like I haven't <laughs> spoken to anyone in weeks. <laughs> like family members, and uh, and that's basically it. How come you aren't so, cleaning uh, bottles right now? Just just did that. Actually, the the wife took care of this round because um, I was cleaning up toys. Um, you know that's a that's another. Situation uh, we got going on now. Oh, you got all of it. So yeah, it's. Uh, I'll tell you though, my uh, my swaddle game is strong. Good. My bottle Good. cleaning is strong. Um, folding miniature clothes. Uh, you know, I'm a magician, like a ninja. <laughs> with that. Um, <laughs> diaper changes. I'm like a I'm like a NASCAR pit man uh, with diaper changes. Right. Uh, but see now I got I got the you know I got the uh, the the seventeen month old kid or six yeah I can't remember what he is sixteen or seventeen months sure and uh, you know he's he'll he'll give you a tough time here and there oh really you know he's fighting it yeah so you got to whip him into shape a little bit I don't don't whip my kids don't don't uh, <laughs> I don't want anybody to take that the wrong way but uh. But yeah, he's he's starting to starting to fight back a little bit. So I've had to had to that's that's the that's been the uh the struggle for me is like the, the, the newborns are pretty simple. Sure. Because, you know, I mean they, they just they require a lot of attention but they don't do anything. They don't argue with you. Whereas like the manipulation game right now is on with the 17 month old excellent so it's it's like i mean it's it's just games mind games back yeah. and forth well jack hates it when i try to change him <laughs> yeah. He's, he gets really mad i bet he does <laughs> I bet he does. You gotta be gentle be gentle <laughs> just uh well i'm glad we were able to uh to do this did you did you do anything else did you uh did you uh did you work on your putting while you were at home i didn't i have not pulled out the uh oh you know my I did, I, I have not, I did not pull, I haven't pulled the putting mat out. I should. Um, but probably the most productive thing I have done over this time is book a trip, book my, uh, my Pioneer's trip in September. Oh, very nice. So that is, that is on the book. It is a, happening. A September Pinehurst trip. Very good. September, last weekend in September. Oh, it should be lovely. Be down there. Should be lovely yeah. in the Sandhills. It'll be perfect. All It'll right, be perfect. It's going to get me through this next nine months. We'll do the best we can. Well, you have just enough time to have another child. <laughs> no, that is not <laughs> happening this year. That is not happening. <laughs> okay. No, I'm. Uh, that's that's my next task. Sending <laughs> off the third one. All right. Well, I've, if you need advice on how to do that, but like, you know. <laughs> Let yeah, know. Well, you know, Master <laughs> Sunday is just always a doozy. It's always a doozy in this house. <laughs> oh, it should be. Amen corner. That's all you need. That's right. All right, okay. sir. You're uh, yeah. you're a gentleman. We'll talk to you later. All right, man. Later. All right, let's dive out of here. I am Adam Gold. I thank you very much for spending some time with us on the Cane's Corner Podcast, brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. 
If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Amblin Road in Durham. Go check them out online. Free no obligation estimate, aluminumcompany.com. Follow the Cane's Quarter Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can give us a rating and a review. We love to see the feedback. And we're here after every Hurricanes game. And we'll do this again after the Hurricanes play in Boston on Tuesday. It will be fun. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.